0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Superstructure. It's been a minute. Uh, this is Will Beeman, and I have uh, two co hosts with me today. I have Natalie Tabsmith.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Hi, Natalie, and I have Charlotte Tavon. Hello. I didn't know that was like a turned down version.
2: Anyway,
1: how do taxi drivers react when you give them the the enthusiastic hello? That was an accident
2: and they (laughs) didn't respond positively. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so so Charlotte has a one size fits all hello (laughs) that she gives everybody and it's very, very familiar. (laughs) So. (laughs) Um, okay so superstructure is back and we're doing kind of a return i think to some of our original themes here this is going to be an episode about uh the election slash beginning of uh the new italian prime minister uh maloney's um yeah fascist political party uh so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about fascism and you know anti-fascism which is a big theme in superstructure and i think maybe a good way to frame this is just to kind of talk about how the project started and how anti-fascism uh was kind of at least for me when we started it was very much baked into at least for me i don't know about these other people but i'm anti-fascist um it all all started in
3: tampa (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
3: <laughs> not really
0: but <laughs> when we started superstructure anti-fascism was like a theme that i was very concerned with uh and was actually what motivated starting the superstructure project was it was you know towards the end of actually it was right after bernie lost in 2020 and it looked like from my uh you know parochial american perspective that the american left at least didn't really have the analytical tools to imagine a, another mode of electoral politics uh besides the sanders campaign um and i should say also when i say the american left here i guess i i guess i really mean the the self the self-identified uh socialist left that had emerged in the United States um, since, you know, since Bernie's original run and was, you know, emblematized by Jacobin magazine and all of that. I say that just because I think in the U S progressive or leftist politics is obviously a a much broader and more contested term uh, than, than just the white coded Bernie Sanders campaign. Um, But that was the, you know, that was what I had been uh, familiar with seeing. And I saw through that worldview that there was not a lot of places to go. Um, And a big part of that for us in the first episode, one of the kind of central, I guess, theses of the episode was that uh, zero-sum framings of economics and of public spending of public provisioning of job creation of how whatever we call the state is involved in uh creating space for people um if if those are posed on zero-sum terms as in uh tax to spend terms that basically is hitching people's future to Uh, a metaphor of of replacement or displacement um where you have to destroy something in order to make room for a new thing in like a literal one-to-one sense um and that's why superstructure also being part of money on the left we come from a modern monetary theory perspective uh where we reject the idea of taxpayers as the prime mover of everything, this was because... founded
1: by Warren Mosler in the early '90s when he did some strong betting on the Italian bond market. True facts, <laughs> which is why we're talking about Italy today. No i <laughs> we're, we're all we're all just
0: swimming in his wake. Oh god. Um, <laughs> <man>.
1: <laughs> 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 Hashtag breaking the ice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Um. So there were, there were some conventional narratives on the U.S. left when we started, um, and I think maybe a good way to frame this episode would be to break into what some of those are. Um, so we talked a little bit just now about, you know, zero-sum politics, but I think that this fits into uh, how problems of, yeah, neoliberalism or the kind of historical moment that what people were identifying as the historical moment back in 2020 um, should be articulated and kind of theorized and sort of the gambit of the podcast is that if you you know theorize things in in a way where everything is framed as hard limits and you know everything is is physics analogies and there's scarce. Or political, Bad yeah, scarce political capital, scarce money, scarce energy for the left that makes us, you know, look at: are we going to do this or that, and prioritize things in an either-or way? Right, all the way down, these zero-sum analogies make some degree of uh, moral compromise seem uh, inevitable. Right. Um, And this is really the basis then for how fascist political premises become naturalized and kind of depoliticized. Right. Like we're living still through COVID right now. And since in the United States, there's no political imagination for something besides uh, ignoring COVID, um, then people, you know, getting, you know, sick in long term ways, having health complications, dying. All of these things are not even seen as crimes in American politics anymore. They're just naturalized.
1: Right. Well, Um, and the point is, I mean, a lot of the point is, like, it's very narrowly not just about the U.S., right? Like, and it's not just about mm -hmm. being hyper-specifically knowing something about Italy. Like, we're not just doing, like, a tour of the globe. Like, we're perfect experts on this thing, even though we, like, try to (laughs) learn a lot about yeah, stuff. Yeah, even
0: though Natty is.
1: Well, I mean, I still would hedge heavily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but um, I think that's, yeah, it's not just about the US. Or right? I mean, there's all different moments in time where that are like pivotal in different ways, but it's like, you know, it's not just 2020, nor not 2020, even though 2020 is like a very... Um, mark and moment the way like with COVID setting in in particular I would say as far as an acceleration mm-hmm. of like pretty much everything that was like bad is just like all the systems are just gonna like well some things worked okay like they did some good funding stuff some places but it's just like so much of what's broken is just gonna show how badly it's broken you know
0: yeah absolutely and I and I think one of the things that has been neat about this project I think getting you know, more and more people involved from different places is that everybody has their own kind of, you know, starting points and places from which they're looking at whatever the, you know, whatever the problems are, right? Um, And, you know, there's, there's always some amount of mystery in figuring out, like, I think that that's going to be a big theme here is like, how do how does one account for how much power the far right has when there's so many different contexts in which someone can ask that question? so many different ways of yeah so many different ways of answering it or going about articulating it and we don't just mean in in an american context and we also don't just mean in an italian
1: well exactly because also italy i think that's like a a key thing to kind of kick off um as far as talking about what is fascism what is neoliberalism in this context of you know what is italy because that's like part of this like hard neoliberal neo-fascist moment right and then there's these red brown tendencies and the way that interacts with the EU and like you know i mean historically italy is a very interesting political case and sort of standard bearer of like old school red brown logics you know and it's this yeah, very interesting right literally
0: fascism the birth of fascism is right, there right right
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah that's when you have a face no sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And, I mean, these, um, these, um, yes. these
2: trends even do reach as far as all the way on the mm-hmm. other side of the globe, down here in Australia as well, especially – got to call like, yourself the main side. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
1: I mean, you yeah. are actually on the
2: same <laughs> side of the globe as me.
1: Yeah. Well, right. The we- Yeah, the West is- – well, I don't know if there's the West or the East. I don't –
2: like, Australia is, like, leading the way in, like, certain scarcity logics in the world, I feel, um, especially when it comes to things we'll talk about later with, like, immigration, which I think is, like, a cornerstone of, like, politics. The Like, it's dominated politics, like, globally since the 90s, right. you know, but we'll get right. into
0: so that. Right, there's, so there's
1: a... Well, and that Italy yeah. is such a... So- a good test case of that, right. is in like, you know, not only do you have like a history of Italian migration, you know, strong Mediterranean communities in Australia. And then also like Italy in the Mediterranean is such a like flashpoint for, for migratory violence. Right. And totally.
2: Yeah. Australia actually just being just the, I don't know, the kind of seeming contradiction of Australia being such a huge, rich Island. And yet we have such a, such a punitive and, like, stingy kind of immigration logic that it d- it doesn't even make sense, really. They that are it does
1: running out of space.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we, we have, like, yeah. <laughs>
1: Australia <laughs> is running out of space. Which, which um, helps with, you know, with your idea, Will, about, like, you know, obviously Australia has, like, a ton of interesting environmental limits. It's, like, everything Charlotte always tells me is just, like, these horror – I mean, everywhere does, but these horror stories of the environment that are, like, almost surreal, but – it does like it is a good example of like the way you can imagine something is like limited that it's like I think they can take more people. Yeah, from well, Asia. and
0: and and eco fascism <laughs> you know? was another thing that we talked about very yeah, early yeah, on. You yeah. know, is like there there are non scarce ways of talking about addressing climate change, right? That also don't uh, don't naturalize a particular. Um, you could say policy interpretation, or you know, political interpretation. Burn baby
1: burn, meaning spend th- baby spend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: yeah, that that don't don't. I don't even know what you were doing me, there, ne- but, me um... either, but it made
3: sense to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, no, it, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like that is, I don't know. I do think that that sounded like materialism to me. So, um, well, I
1: was trying to like, but... I was trying to like make a joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was it was like under like
1: eleven layers of unclear yeah. code.
2: <laughs> that song just yeah. reminds um, me of the Iraq War now. Oh really? Why? <laughs> yeah, because there was that. I forgot what documentary it was. Maybe it was a Michael Moore documentary, and there was like that scandal about like tanks playing that song really loud as they like bombed oh. people's homes and stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> you know, sure. one of the first superstructure yeah. episodes, uh, Ma- Max and I reviewed uh michael moore documentary planet of the humans Mm. which was one of our first dives into yeah just like the the kind of a a slippery slope of liberal concern about climate change Mm. to fascist logics um because he basically ends up uh advocating some degree of population control yeah like um, the david um, akbar
2: stuff yeah that like classic huge it's classic like I feel like David Attenborough kind of encapsulates that as well in that he, like, seems like he's from the Victorian era. Like, it's just that, like, old-school eugenics as well. It's like...
0: Yeah, because you you hold constant that spending means, you know, factories or something. um, And therefore, there's this false binary between spending and not spending, which then when you also consider that spending means care right like taking care of people and employing people to do that under an austerity regime obviously people aren't being cared for necessarily in the name of getting growth down and that
1: have kind you read thing. goethe's faust where sorge cares about um this one-to-one austerity and mephistopheles uh, says that everyone deserves to die no. no, I haven't. But I was thinking about that because that's like if you. Follow, I haven't. Well, okay,
2: because have. Scott was on the other day
1: about a whole thing about like how his book should have included Faust. Blah blah. But I like discovered yeah. not the other day too. I was like, oh, this thing about Mephistopheles is really interesting because there are like things with like madness and patterns of like this kind of thinking that can I've seen patterns of before of just like we're gonna die all of us and we should you know that that yeah, kind of right. thing you've traced of thanos like not to put that with madness right because that's reading that's reading the culture right is it's internalizing what's being in mm-hmm. entailed from the culture right like that well
0: totally probably
1: thanos made good points like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know. right like you you end up disagreeing with eco-fascism only on the grounds that like it's it's probably not necessary the <laughs> like, there probably is a little bit more space yeah. if we like really squint yeah um and yeah whereas i think we want to say that these models of there being limited space implicitly involve some abdication of responsibility to to fully account for what we're doing. I think. Right? I, I think um, a good
1: place. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start with the the migration stuff because Lada, you're you're In a Italy, resident. Yeah, um, well, yeah and you're like, also a resident Italian migrant, right? And you also have like visited family there, and they like make comments to you about you know don't don't hit up. We're not ready to hit up the kebab shop, like.
2: Well, yeah, I wasn't, I, I'm not from there, Not your family, people am, you've known. No, I but you know what I weird, mean. Like, yeah. That, that was, was my family.
3: family.
2: <laughs> well, all, you said you're was the was one family. who was like, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I'm not, to clarify for this podcast, I'm not from Italy. I am an Italian citizen with voting rights. Well, I'm saying for you're for an Italian reason migrant, reason, like your, yeah. your family, but um, like tying in migration. But yeah, no, that's like one of the most common things that you'll hear when it, like, because it, Italy is a small country with like a high population especially when like Australian Italians talk about Italy they'll be like yeah you can have like these ideas about like free migration but like actually you have no what no idea what it's like to be like in a tiny overpopulated country like it's just not feasible like there's no space there's no money like yeah I'm not I'm not an immigrant um from Italy like my family is from Italy in fact actually my grandparents were the ones that moved here so but I am super still structured. Italian diaspora. Yeah, by some like trick of whiteness, I am still a citizen of Italy and have voting rights, which is kind of weird. And I don't. I never vote there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mazel tov, as they say in Maloney's new
2: government. (laughs) Oh no, Jesus. Well, that's such like most of my most of my anecdotal like stuff about like italy will be from like australian italians that like have connections there do you know what i mean like not um yeah not italian italians but you know but that kind of proves the point i think that's the point
1: that italian italian is not real like that's the like part of the issue and like this like migrant several generations down thing is its own thing just like but people are trying to purify that on on zero-sum terms or yeah where it just favors people who like their grandparents were there as opposed to like you know, your parents migrated, migrated
2: recently. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, and it's like, sorry, right. you're black, and we're born here, so you're not a citizen. You know, like <laughs> no school lunches for you. You know,
2: yeah. Whereas it comes to like the white Italian diaspora, they have some of the most like generous citizens. Like they make a real point of like giving out citizenships to diaspora members. It's like they have a huge mm-hmm. international citizenship base. I like guess probably similar to Ireland, like. Although I don't, I can't speak to like, what Ireland's like, qualifications are based on whiteness, but yeah, it's um, it's a thing. But yeah, yeah
0: so so okay, so we have. People get to Ireland
2: um, the same way with like their grandparents and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I assume just because so they have a huge a uh, Zero like.
0: sum. Mm. Yeah. So, we have a zero sum way of framing immigration that comes from, you know, that's predicated on a zero sum way of framing political inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. There's not enough jobs. There's not enough housing. There's not enough fill in the blank. And these are, and yet these are all things that can be created, you know, immediately if you don't have a finite, uh, theory of of what money is and i think which in, is a deeper European... yeah it's a
1: deeper issue based on the rules right that like, ends up creating this like yes, rebound e- back and forth like
0: exactly which um, is why i do and, like the mosler so modern anecdote, monetary that theory it was
1: italy in the beginning like yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so um pre, pre so yeah I mean, you, you brought up right you brought up warren mosler and yeah the the euro is obviously a big part of how modern monetary theory like it was a big part of the landscape uh, on which modern monetary theory kind of was first articulated right that um you know there's there are these countries in europe that have uh political sovereignty but they don't have monetary sovereignty right because they all use Uh, foreign denominated currency called the euro um, that they can't spend into existence and have to tax instead um, and have to get through through tax revenue instead Um, and which obviously in a in a geopolitical sense puts uh, you know whatever countries uh, i.e germany um, have more political control over the means to control fiscal policy and monetary policy in the entire union have more political power. And there's, you know, um, layers of, you know, resonances of colonialism, um, at the same time that there is more, one could say more literal monetary colonialism in Africa, you know, too, at, at the same time, which I think one of the things that, um, maybe we can talk about at some point is this is something that, um, georgia maloney has been very cynically bringing up right is is france's monetary domination of africa via the cfa she does the
1: same thing with migration she says like the migrants like crossing the mediterranean stuff that it's she says well yeah like we can we can go like Shoot down boats with a naval blockade of migrants because this is an issue of colonialism that there's migrants. It's like (laughs) okay, that was not
2: fair. (laughs) on On the flip side, remember how like there was there was like so much like I know that this is what Maloney is like cynically employing, but there was just like so much discourse by like liberals and like about how like yeah the Southern European countries they weren't they like culturally don't pay tax like they are yeah, naturally true. stingy people right. who like try and scam as much cash out of every situation as they can and they're yeah they're, they're dragging they're the union down like yeah
0: yeah well, which pre-productive is. cultures yeah. or something yeah, yeah well, which
2: like, also makes sense with Italy the euro and in and portugal like um because of the euro's
1: limits where each country is a currency user as opposed to an issue issuer like from these 90s Or whenever things that's allowing this like fascist money scheme to like create paranoid um, reverberations where you use racism. Right. And then it's like, we're not getting taxes because they're not issuing the currency. Right. But they're only saying that about Southern Europe. Right. Like,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Um, Yeah. And we, and we also, and money on the left have, you know, talked about ways that we can frame this, uh, you know dichotomy between currency issuers and currency users in on more contested terms. Um, you know without any you know positivist uh, prescriptions of what you should do if you're an Italian you know MP or something. You know like I don't think that we're we're making those kinds of proposals, but like we we have proposed universities issue. Currencies based on expense, based on expected revenues and do so strategically in ways to uh provision themselves with greater degrees of employment um and you know i mean i i think that leave the eu in... join putin <laughs> right yeah there's uh the, i mean there's, there's all NATO, kinds of really you know, with you really playing. horrible yeah when when power centers are absolutely reified, then it it leads to these kind of, you know, false, yeah, just dichotomous thinking where, you know, in order to be anti-American, which is anti-imperialist, you must be pro-everything that's not American, which means supporting Russian imperialism in places. And, like, there's just, there's all kinds of, you know, like, yeah, just ridiculous kind of third positionist um, logics and, and ways of thinking that, yeah, flow from uh, a theory of political agency and power that is uh, so zero-sum on on the exact terms that it has been articulated through, you know, national fiscal policy without any room for contestation at various subnational or other infrastructural levels and you know like we we just did um an episode a little while ago with jonathan wilson uh who has a white paper for the austin city government austin texas um issuing their own credits uh to to accomplish public works without having to rely on tax revenue and one of the things that we talked about there was the potential for you know uh, opening currency exchanges and in solidarity with with other similar projects that might have affiliations that are national that might have affiliations that are like a university system or a hospital system could be somewhere else in the u.s could be somewhere in latin america you know like just trying to open a horizon of of imagination without without uh making a a very positive suggestion because i i think that that's like well beyond the scope of what we want to talk about but i i do think it's important to just kind of yeah lay out what some of these themes are that we've been discussing and why um why from an mmt perspective we think it's important uh not to double down on nationalist politics and a politics of trying to regain control of the national printing press as this kind of symbol of national provisioning and national identity that has nothing to do with the rest of the world, right? Which is, I think, what what Maloney is starting to articulate, especially with the help of proto-fascist slash fascist MMT voices like Thomas Fozzie, um, other people... Um, in general, uh, I think, I don't know. It's I was going to say something about his name rhyming with Nazi, but that's probably not that's fair. That's not fair. But, um,
1: I did, I, yeah, I will.
0: <laughs> well, I do want to <laughs> shout
1: out, like, some of the, like, um, people pushing back. Like, as far as, you know, just thinking more generally, like, I do want to cite this book um, by Camille Hawthorne on contesting race and sh- citizenship, youth politics, and the black Mediterranean on these issues of people who are, doing movements that push back on this sort of fuzzy, you know, idea that does, you know, he has worked with governments that were, you know, um, five-star mixed with uh, Salvini's The League, these explicitly red-brown governments that were were very um, anti-migrant and, and explicitly like sovereigntist and sort of um, Euro-skeptical from like a red-brown place, but that, you know, are not necessarily a neoliberal austerity lane, which is a very real thing in Italy, right? Especially, you know, you have the 90s waves with, you know, joining the Euro and neoliberalization and Draghi. And then you have the Berlusconi years, right? And then, you know, you have everything that happens with the the global financial crisis and ECB and you have like a very liberal 2010s and so forth. But I mean, now then you have these red-brown governments, you have a unity government, but I mean, now you have like, Nigerian migrants getting murdered in the streets and this is this is filmed or you had a you know Maloney tweeted a Ukrainian woman in her 50s like getting raped and she's like well it's like a young African man and the woman had to like
2: ask her to take it down like this is like the state oh and also like in terms of resistance though can we also mention like the Calabrian mayor Mimo Lupano who is in prison currently For attempting to like create a model town of refugee integration in a kind of like typically Calabrian, depopulated, jobless town, which he spent years basically like as a um, safe haven for refugees, creating jobs based around people's skills um and and like got sent to prison for 13 years for like aiding in illegal immigration and it's still there like it's
1: well yeah and then the 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 flip side of that is yeah like because you have these people trying to take like local agency right and do this type of thing Will's talking about of different ways of trying to like resource things. And then again, yeah, the flip and side I, is, I, I want
0: to hear the Camille Hawthorne. Oh, oh, sorry. Unpack. Oh, uh, sorry. Fair, yeah. fair.
1: Well, she's a writer who, um, yeah, that's fair. Not just to like name drop every random note I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said it. No, it, um, <laughs> it, it sounds
0: interesting because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think that on, on the one, like one side of this equation is this taxpayer analogy. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but that relies on a certain notion of taxpayers as citizens and citizenship as this finite, category that does implicitly invoke race and there and there are lots of ways where yeah one can one can approach that question differently
1: well yeah totally i mean it's all her book is about um you know she's like african-american italian so it's interesting because shares with lotta this like citizenship of the um like white italian like
0: like she's an african-american who is half went to italy no and
1: she's half white italian i think something like that
0: oh i see but
1: then but then does her work on then like black movements of like people who grew up or were born in Italy that have all these um, ways that they are like deprived of citizenship or deprived of rights, Mm -hmm. you know, in this constant, um, scenario, right. That, that Charlotte's talking about, you know, people see places without jobs. And so instantly it becomes, well, there's overpopulation money just doesn't exist. Like they see the crises of liberalism and their responses. Yeah. Like let's put mayors who try to do one thing good in jail and yeah like people uh, in Maloney's party are like I forget some of the details I have written down but like yeah like stuff where they want to take away people who are like born there like this and this is I think Charlotte you pointed out before that Australia sets the tone on some Australia this
2: this, yeah (laughs) like
1: but like where people who are their grandparents weren't documented so they can't have papers Basically, well in Australia
2: you can be born this is this this is in the news like Quite a lot. Like, you can be born here, um, your parents might be on permanent residencies, um, and you can be born here, and then have your, if you get diagnosed with a disability at age 10, your whole family will be deported. (laughs) Like, it's fucking crazy. And, like, similarly, like, it's easy for British people to get citizenship if they can prove one ancestor who migrated here you know, from, like, as recently as the 60s. Do you know what I mean? When they had large programs trying really, really hard to encourage British migration to Australia to keep the population levels wide, basically. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Australia is, like, really, really similar in a lot of ways, and it's just, like, I think it's an example of how, like, these politics kind of, these logics, like, appear all across the political spectrum really like it's being a consistent policy feature like
1: and resistances too i think like children of migrants like in camille hawthorne's book or i think similarly in australia where you you do have certain you know like Will saying there's this sense of there being a contest like a citizenship that's absolute that's negative but then you also have these like reparative readings where people are saying hey you've deprived of uh, us of our citizenship right and it's right. like
0: citizenship as rights, yeah that should exactly. be expanded
1: and we're the stop. youth right. we're the diverse youth that's trying to push back right on white australia that's trying to push back on white italy because it's never been yeah. that way right like mm. italy's on the mediterranean it's never actually just been this like little space Isolated thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and, isolated I from that, Africa, come on. It's not like to across. mention a
2: history of, like, <laughs> racialization within Italy as well, like, between, yeah. like, the North and the South, or, like, you know, the mainland and yeah. the islands, like, it's...
1: Which yeah. is related to work, what you're saying about Calabria, right? It's about creating a sense, sense to, of yeah. scarce jobs, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. well, and, and what, uh, what I think this example also gets at is that everybody has a lot of uh identities, <laughs> right? Like you know, a- affiliations, identifications and there's, you know, um citizenship posed as a yes or no question um is reductive, right? And it's and especially when it's aligned with jobs and with tax paying as A proxy for jobs, right? Are you a contributing member of society who can pay back, right? Those kinds of questions. Um, Just the fact of identities themselves being kind of poly, right? Like internally, um, part of many different publics. It it belies a, a more expansive definition of contribution and of labor and of involvement that I think, yeah, these, these notions of citizenship and of money and of all of these things as zero sum symbols of a, you know, well, I mean, it, basically it's like national identity is treated as this finite currency, right? Like, who are we going to give it to? Um, Which is what makes and- the red
1: brown an interesting example. Like, the red brown and then mixed with liberalism and then like a moribund's left. And then you just sort of have this main line. Uh, like ECB conservative liberalism and then these yeah. red brown alternations in Italy of like explicitly aligned. Yeah. And
0: I I want to say also, just in case we have any um, new listeners or people who aren't uh, as um I, I think we come from like a left leftist political context, but red brown, the term is uh, communist and fascist or far left and far right kind of alliance politics um that yeah that comes from a a place of accelerationist narratives right that that it's inevitable that everyone who's anti-elite regardless of how they're anti-elite has to be under one umbrella and then it leads to this reified sense of the elite which is since it's so reified that it includes fascists in its opposition, you know, at this point you're invoking racial categories and that's why it coincides with anti-Semitism and anti you know, Catholicism whatever and the, many different they, they things in many pro. times and places. Actually
1: actually me and Charlotte were talking about this the other day, but a lot of a lot of Maloney's voters are like non practicing Catholics, which we'll get into. Yeah, but, no, yeah, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm sure it's super yeah, different yeah, yeah. in the Italian context. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking in a wasp kind of context. Right. But, um
1: uh, Oh, yeah, I mean, and it is it is like, a, as far as talking about, like I mentioned, you know, there's this sort of classic genealogy, I think, you know, Charlotte knows more about, but, you know, obviously, a lot of people who are on the left, you know, know about Mussolini coming out of, of leftists, you know, like he's saying, so called red movements, yeah, initiating fascism, that's, you know, brown shirts, and, you know, decades in power, and the ways these influenced international politics, and, and I think a lot of people have remarked upon, um, you know, we'll get into some Maloney and her party have lots of pretty open um, genealogies to Mussolini and that it's you know a right her coming into powers right around like the the centennial of the Mussolini's march on Rome you know and, and and she's from Rome she's a you know as she says she's georgia she's christian she's a mother and she's like uh what else did she say she is she's uh yeah i don't remember the rest of it.
2: <laughs> i mean in australia too like the lineage of like our immigration it's like obviously complicated history but like it was the labor party that was like the party of white australia um and that held on to it the longest and it was all under this like nativist protectionist kind of scarcity logic about protecting australian wages and things like that, the idea that, um, you know, foreign elements would disrupt solidarity. But yeah, also just like,
0: Yeah, right. So it, it smuggles in all of these traditionalist kind of elements. And like, you hear this from, from fascists today, you know, An, that kind An of, cons- Yeah, and Fozzie, right, who concern troll about, culture, yeah, like people shouldn't be forced to immigrate, like as if immigration is unnatural.
2: Oh, yeah, fucking Angela Nagel just like saying, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, like, imagine if, like, Irish people didn't have to migrate, like, which is like, yeah, because obviously, like, Ireland was, like, a colony for a while, but, like, the, who is, like, who is, like, fucking. Arguing that like no one's it's like a completely yeah, there
0: there are there are many ways of life right <laughs> like you don't you don't have to like yeah na- naturalize you know living on an idealized farm for generations like as the one thing that everybody would be doing if it weren't for neoliberalism right <laughs> or something Wait, this like is that.
1: what Georgia says I am Georgia I am a woman I am a mother I am an Italian I am a Christian.
2: I mean, like, I was talking to my nonna about, like, why she migrated, and, like, yeah, part of the reasons were economic, obviously, because, like, she was from the South, but, like, part of the reason was also that she was, like, being pressured into a marriage that she didn't want to do. Do you know what I mean? That's, like, it wasn't all just about, like, this reductive kind of material material issues, like, yeah, she she wanted to migrate, like... <laughs>
0: yeah and and so i i think that this that this then zero-sum framing of national politics uh another thing that we have in especially i think later on in the course of the podcast started to comment on um, is the kind of zero-sum internationalism that gets that comes out of that kind of way of thinking right which is impoverished in a lot of ways um because there's a lot of a lot of compromises a lot of room for people to for people like Nagel or whoever to say you know well the goal would be for everybody to stay where they were born because it's natural for humans to live like their plants yeah just um, just like australians
2: (laughs) who are (laughs) are all from from white which is from australia (laughs) Yeah, one of our politicians literally proposed – this is so funny, but I think – I forgot whether it was Peter Dutton who was, like, literally our immigration minister, but he once publicly said something about – Doing a DNA test for
3: Australian citizenship. Jesus
2: like, Christ. thats, <laughs> that's, that's, that's um, what came
1: from the Australian soil. White people, <laughs> 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 um, you know.
0: Yeah. So so there's so there's a lot of horrible kind of pseudo internationalist concoctions that come out of uh, that come out of this kind of politics. You know, like very, yeah, like third positionists. You know. um very pro russia like you know dogmatically anti-nato in the name of being pro russia and
2: they'll say that stuff in... on econ terms people will be about ukraine like those people shouldn't even be there do you know what i mean it's like it's well, not even a it's not even a real country what does that
0: even mean it's
2: called the borderlands oh in russia they shouldn't even be there like what the fuck like it's well, also, well yeah, no also like...
0: in russia it's called that like...
1: in this third position of stuff you're saying Bill, like. Yeah, is exactly stated on zero sum inevitability econ grounds, like literally mm-hmm. Conti, right. which we'll get into with the Draghi stuff in the government. I mean, a lot of the opposition was like from the s- semi progressive, but also anti migrant guy who was in power before Draghi Conti. But, you know, Italy is like half their energies from gas and like half of that's from Russia. So obviously with the war right now, there's inflation with gas prices. And he actually like or no, was it Renzi? Anyway, I got be but the, like, the, the thing to get rid of Draghi was, like, put on economic grounds, even though a lot of it was about, oh, God, Draghi's, like, helped Ukraine. You know, even though, again, like, all these people who, like, Charlotte is such a good cataloger of, you know, like, who are hedging in this third positionist way, like, like, Michael Tracy and Grant Greenwald and Anna kachayan who will, um, I lost my train of thought, but, um.
0: Yeah, who will say that, you know, it's, it's exactly the same because a capitalist country is materially speaking just as bad as a fascist country. Um, and a liberal country is a representative of empire, which is exactly the same, or maybe even worse than a small fascist country. Um, (laughs) you know, like there, there's all kinds of ways where, yeah, the reduction to economics, it, it, it removes ethics from it or it reduces ethics to, this mathematical calculation of self-interest as though that's a natural category um, that, that then, yeah, leads it leads to these like six in one half dozen in the other, like, well, I'm anti-America too. So therefore I, I don't, I don't have an opinion on whether or not Ukraine gets invaded by Russia. Well, And also because, Maloney like, maybe, can't be a fascist.
1: Yeah. Cause she, cause she like has to hedge with Berlusconi's best friendship with Russia and she, like, still has mm-hmm. to somewhat hedge on Ukraine. That means she couldn't possibly be a fascist.
0: Right. Or because she pays lip service to the, you know, the the autonomy of African governments. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, vis-a-vis former colonial powers. Um, yeah. Which like Mussolini I would am- not be
2: very happy about, to be fair, but, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well...
0: <laughs> um there's so there are these differences i guess one could say right between uh empire and discourses of empire which i guess are maybe more associated with liberalism totally, and discourses yeah. of nat- nationalism which are maybe more more strictly zero sum and tend to be more obsessed with like you know contracting everything and you know that's where you get your eco-fascism and stuff like that yeah um but of course we don't want to reify this difference either because you know from that zero-sum concept you get the concept of Lebensraum right and you know the the idea that you need to get in manifest destiny, and the you know, like there's the, these are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and um, as
2: you pointed out, Maloney's yeah. not looking at it like that. She's not see. She is she is not playing that dichotomy in the same way that the third positionists are. She's she's happy to like, yeah. She and and the right is like happy to do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of them.
0: Yeah, and right, and so and so yeah, and there's a danger then in mapping fascism onto third positionism too as if third positionism is the only uh window of possibility for extreme far-right politics because yeah there are ways in which you know i mean people like richard spencer are very pro-eu and pro-nato and all of that because they see in in the anti-russian effort uh possibility for some kind of europe pan-european identity politics that prioritizes immigrants from europe over you know immigrants from other places right and like and, li- and liberalism obviously harbors that um in the same way that any like yeah, that the, these these things can be harbored in in lots of places, and I think it's it the importance like every it,
1: player is in Italy politics, which is kind of what makes it an interesting case because like they're all there. Go ahead, Charlotte.
2: Yeah, it's the same in Australia. It's yeah, but yeah, and yeah, as you said before, we can say that yeah, these exist across the spectrum, but like we. That doesn't mean that you have to say like a fascist government is as bad as a liberal government. You know what I mean? That is also
0: anti-immigration, right? And yeah, as if there's one context in which that can be decided, too. Totally, you yeah. Know, like, like yeah, like a like I'll I'll grant the comparison when we're talking about like you know. The U.S. invading Iraq or something, um, but when we're talking about the Civil Rights Act being passed in the U.S., even though it's a capitalist country, like I'm sorry, this falls apart. Well, and like, part of where a... you
1: can where you can kind of see some of that is like I want Charlotte. We'll get into it more later, but I also want Charlotte to go off some about about um, the like centrist ECB, sorry Euro mainline that's like a technocrat of like Draghi, uh, Mattarella, the former PM and, and president. But then it's also interesting, this other foil we're setting up that is, um, yeah, they don't alternate so neatly, but right, this sort of Fozzie, um, populist, anti-elite, five-star um, that did ally again with the right, with Salvini, like, and like, oh, we'll spend on a Euro Green New Deal, but with no migrants, because that makes sense. But, um, <laughs> you know, Fozzie will kind of, you know, Thomas Fozzie is an mmt who's written with, like, bill mitchell the guy who founded the term that i hate mmt but for neo-chartalism but fozzy um will sort of do this thing of no i'm i'm really on the left and and you can see i'm on the left because uh um what was i just i
0: want to tax the jews
1: <laughs> literally he retweets stuff like academic J lefts sure getting a lot of grants to do trans research
0: wait J- wait left. oh yeah he
1: just tweets stuff that's like blatant fascism he says like
0: like Jay left like Jewish left. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, he's Jesus, he's he's I not trying to like keep it that. on the DL wow. really. But then it's gotten oh,
0: gotten a lot worse since we did the first episode. Oh yeah, um. but then he also was like <laughs> reaming
1: out Draghi right. So all the time he's like Draghi's mm. on the liberal money train, you know. But it's like but you're working with people whose government was like a red brown explicit government with a progressive sort of anti elite anti-Euro skeptic thing with also then like far right Euro skeptic people who are also anti-Euro. And so then you can all be like, and they're all wearing Putin shirts. Do you know what I mean? Like,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so it's just like, okay, well that's, that's a nice cover that you're against Draghi, but that's not enough. That doesn't mean you get to work with Salvini. Like that means you're not really trying to get good things. Like if that's the only trade-off, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, he, like, retweeted – this is just, like, when we say red-brown, like, the perfect encapsulation, like, he retweeted that, like, Maloney speech where she was, like, capitalism is destroying, like, traditional culture. And he was, like, there's there's no arguing with this. There's nothing – like, no leftist person could possibly argue with that because it's – because he just critiqued capitalism, like, you know. And- no,
1: it's true. She just doesn't mean it, according to him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, what she's well, saying is a good
2: point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, but she, she doesn't follow she doesn't yeah, follow she, like, through with enough conspiracy theories Exactly
2: because she like supports <laughs> that Jewish Ukrainian president like So Natty, I can't even pretend that I understand the Australian electoral system in our little constitutional monarchy. Um, so I don't understand really completely how the Italian Republic works. So could you tell us a little bit about what happened in the last election?
1: Yeah, as far as like the whole republic working, I don't, I can't say, but I know that, you know, it's like a, I like when you, cor- you correct me, like I say, like, oh, it's like the Australian president. You're like, that's a prime minister. I'm like, Oof. it's already, yeah. already getting ahead of me. <laughs>
2: don't disrespect the queen. I mean, king.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Was he crowned?
2: I I don't know. I think that you have to wait a while for that
1: to happen. It's very oh, special.
3: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. well what's happened most lately is i mean we've had several governments i mean i basically italian democracy's kind of been in an interesting place since like um around 2018 you know like i said earlier they had the berlusconi years and the odds they have like a more liberal 2010s and then you get in 2018 uh the conti government is in and conti's like the sort of progressive lawyer i won't do the whole story but um
3: <laughs>
1: the mm-hmm. Okay, but I just went far too back. I'll, I'll go jump ahead to the present. Right now, Georgia Maloney won uh, her right wing coalition, basically came into the government, right? And she won prime minister after a snap election was called, where you had um, this like centrist, you know, longtime Washington, World Bank, ECB, austerity guy Draghi had come in um, sort of partway through COVID and formed a unity government that was basically everybody in Italy except Maloney's. Far white party, <laughs> right? Like it's everybody but her. She was the only option left, um, and he had replaced Charlotte. What are you laughing?
2: I'm just laughing at the situation.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, and she, yeah, and her party comes in and wins a snap election that basically happened where previous to Draghi there'd been a couple governments like a red a left right one and a left center one with Conti and he came in basically and like got Draghi's government out and then they uh Maloney's party did not win like a majority but basically it's a system where um for example you have a lot of uh single member districts where it's a first past the post system right and so it uh, happens a lot of times that that's like an inherently undemocratic system. So, like eighty-three percent of single-member districts went to the right, and they ended up winning forty-four percent of the vote. Their co- mm-hmm. their right-wing coalition, just those little details. Her party is Fratelli d'Italia. They got twenty-five percent. Um, this is a party that uh, comes out of post-war fascist uh, formations. Originally, the MSI. Um, this becomes. She gets into the MSI in the early 90s. She's, you know, from working-class Rome. Um, this is a time of upheaval in, in Italian politics. Then they, like, in the 90s, 2000s, change their symbol, change their name, so that they can join the government and be in Berlusconi's government, yada, yada. That's the case for, like, 15 years or so. And then, like, in the 2010s, 2012s, um, Maloney helps found Brothers of Italy, and they very consciously retake on some of the fascist symbology that had been taken out of what had become the, the national alliance they start brothers of italy mm-hmm. um and so this party is what 125 again this is we'll talk about that in a bit but they like have like the old msi logo which was the you know her mentors like people who'd write in literal like race journals stuff like that and she would like as a young politician be like mussolini pretty good you know um, and her coalition was with um, Berlusconi's party got 8% and uh, Force Italia and also 8% Salvini, who had been in, who was Lega, like, uh, they had been in the government with Five Star. I know this is a whole mess of crap, but I'm giving
2: some... That's just what the um, parliament there, <laughs> it is just like a whole mess of crap
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think it's it's interesting, yeah. though, I guess, just to point out that like yeah this is a system where something that's like very radically minoritarian can like win in a very majoritarian seeming way
1: yeah totally well and 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 so right they got 44 percent total and just her party 25 percent but yeah based on and everybody knew there was a strong chance though that was going to happen
2: It is funny, like, so to to see, like, who is, like, forming government now. So it's, like, Forza, Lega, and um, Maloney's party. And, like, I feel like in previous elections... five stars not in the government? No. That was the one before... Yeah, that's that's what I said, I think. Uh, Sorry, I heard you uh, say that. Yeah, go ahead. Those are all people that, like, people were voting oppositionally against, like, in previous elections. Do you know what I mean? Like, so much of the five stars voting base were voting against Berlusconi. Um, everybody was like, yeah, Maloney was like permanent opposition, the opposition for a while, like, and and now all of the, and, and obviously like a bunch of people in the South didn't want Lego in because of their historical opposition to the South. And um, yeah, now they Originally the, the the government of the that, North, right? yeah. Yeah, which they did rebrand, and as you said, like kind of like started a like more southern branch, but like still so, like voters in the south weren't like huge mm-hmm. fans, especially in the, that election mm-hmm. before. But yeah, now like yeah, it's just like it just feels like yeah, the the coalition that is left is like literally just everybody who was like previously the opposition like public enemies do you know what I mean like
1: it's weird too because like you also have like it's just Italian politics was like kind of a trip to learn about because yeah first I'm learning okay there's the Berlusconi there's the neoliberal years and then you get to 2018 which is like when Maloney becomes the first starting to be opposition but then it's like right you have the two Conti governments they right off the bat like have a fight with Mattarella who all this time has been the centrist president and they wanted mm-hmm. to put in like a spendy that was when Salvini like to explain that to Will a bit Salvini became this really big Fozzie likes him you know he's the kind of guy who's like Euroskeptic but very anti-migrant on mm-hmm. the right wears Putin t-shirts but he kind of rebranded this old league of the north to try to bring in people from the south but like Charlotte's saying it's it still like it just didn't
2: work there's this really the great video were. there's this really great video I saw on YouTube where like they, um, this guy like gets a like paper cutout of Salvini's face and just like walks through Naples and like everyone is just like yelling insults at him like in Napolitana it's so good. Like, can you
1: can you give us some Napolitano uh, insults? No. <laughs>
3: um, I, don't Sounds cool. I don't know why you think
1: <laughs> But it's just so interesting, because then you have the, so, and then, so they, like, right off the bat, Mattarella shoots down their finance minister, because it's going to be, like, two COVID skeptics, and so then that kind of ends up, and then the first Conti government, like, there's issues, and eventually they form a government instead with the centrists, and Conti's kind of with Five Star, who, again, is, like, this populist they call themselves progressive but not necessarily i still don't even but get then,
2: five star like. <laughs>
1: i know well th- that's what's so fascinating about all of this is how i think it reminds me of what some of your saying will about not reifying any of these categories either because it is mm-hmm. such a moving kind of flexible thing it's almost like they're Overvalorizing the moving, like like Conti is like someone who brings in Mazzucato and like wants a European Green Deal, and also somebody that Trump is like Conti, pretty good, you know, like yeah, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> good on migrants, you know, like <laughs> right. and so and then, and then he's like first government far right anti migrant, second government neoliberals. Uh, in the center and, and progressive. And then he's taken out with the Draghi unity government that Mattarella, Charlotte, I know you had some good stuff on this, this longtime centrist president, Mattarella. Was gonna have Draghi come. Be- he just wants to die. Yeah, <laughs> you can find a lot of fuzzy articles about the technocracy and how parliament's bullshit because the president just runs everything for for the European Union or something. But which is probably part true. But yeah, he's just that guy who's been around. Like, which is probably true to an extent, right? Just like yeah, but they're, in not in like, they're like
2: barely even willing participants at this point. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> But the drama government in. had, like, everybody in it except Maloney, like, his party, pretty much. Like, almost everybody was in, like, the unity government. I'm like, who's not in the unity government that isn't Maloney? Like,
2: Totally. I don't and know. Like,
1: I, I need to mm-hmm. catch up, but.
2: Five-star movement was so weird. Like, the, the voting map for that election was just, like, the north, the entire north was, like, the league, and then the entire south was MS5. It was, like, I just feel like it, a lot of it was, like, how would you summarize five star movement for people and and for Will? I like don't know because it was started. It was started by a comedian. It's like 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 Zelensky. Like
1: <laughs> it was started like, by a Canadian. Comedian. Internationalism. nationalism. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry. Canadian, oh, Bethany, like Bethany Grillo. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I feel like that yeah. was, like, they had, like, a real anti-corruption thing. Do you know what I mean? Because it was, like, coming out as of the Berlusconi years mm. and stuff. And so mm. I feel like they, they they captured a lot of, like, votes on, their, on like, this kind of anti-corruption thing, which you've always got to be, like, kind of suspicious of. And then, like, the fact that they weren't Liger and And do you know what I mean? And they were claiming to, like, be more representative of the South as well. Um, and on the anti-migrant stuff, because like the South is like very concerned with migration, obviously, as we've discussed.
1: Right. Well, because how would you describe that? That traditionally, traditionally, the South is seen as like more on the Mediterranean than the North, more of like industry, maybe.
2: Yeah, well, they just like they uh, they think that they're being invaded, but from Africa, like, <laughs> whereas I guess the North right. is probably. Right. Yeah, right. And they're just like less concerned about job scarcity and stuff like that as has always been the the case and also like the south is like i don't know it's just like less it's like less cosmopolitan like not like not shit talking the south of italy but it's 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 smaller like if you know what I mean, it's kind of like more small towns more like yeah.
1: Listen to what 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 would be the yeah I guess the take what's the takeaway like the cuz I feel like there's different elements like to that right cuz also like Gramsci's from the south of Italy right so there's different moments
2: I'm guessing I don't know Yeah Gramsci's family were actually like Sardinian nationalists
1: Oh really I didn't know that Yeah
2: like his his father was like imprisoned for the Sardinian, Sardinian flag is cool Yeah like I'm yeah so sa- go Sardinia but like yeah yeah, so like that was his that was like his his political tradition was like southern separatism or Sardinian separatism basically and his father was like arrested and tortured when he was a child so like I mean a lot of a lot of his like I think like his contribution to like Italian history is just discussing like the historical kind of colony colonization of the south via the north um in Italy which is true like And he also talks about, like, the racial dynamics there and stuff. Like, you know, he talks about how, like, Sardinians are called monkey people and, like, you know. But then there's always been, like, so much migration from the south to the north anyway, like, hence him being the... um,
1: that's the thing we're talking about, too, about, like, this Italian whiteness thing and these zero-sum things. Is a lot of it is about shoring up those boundaries, right? This sense of, like, oh, well, we're not Germany. Like, we don't have the ECB. Like, we do have, like, half our countries that, like, on the edge of of what's acceptable, you know, racially. So we have to constantly shore this up. Um,
0: could, you, could you say again, uh, what are the differences between, like, North and South politics or, like, which... Like, how, how does that regional split go in terms of, like, where people vote and where they voted for Maloney? I know that this is asking you to repeat something. Um.
2: Oh, um, so, like, in terms of Maloney, I feel like the split is, like, a little bit different, but I was talking more about in terms of previous election that was, like, the uh, coalition with, like, the League and MS5 being the two major parties, um, the split was pretty uh-huh. much north-south, the League being the north, because the League, like, yeah, started as the Northern League, and they they were basically, like, a northern – they have, like, fascist lineage as well, but they were, like, a northern separatist party. So, like, they ran they run, like – they was it them who – they, like, run referendums in, like, the region of Veneto being, like, should we be a separate, like, state – because we produce so much more, do you know what I mean? But ne- then they they had. To- but what's so, interesting
1: like, is yes, Salvini was the rebrand. Sorry, I'll let you go on. But yeah, yeah like like Fozzy, he was like the the new avant garde mid twenty tens. Like we could get some of the South, you
2: know. Yeah, but he didn't he didn't do he, he didn't do that well at that because like everybody in the South just mm. like no like aren't that stupid. You know what I mean? Like they they know that that's <laughs> like. yeah even like just like representing not representing their interests at all so yeah the divide is that most industry is in the north of italy and always has been basically
1: yeah that's another good frame for people like what is kind of this historic divide politically and economically and like i know you mentioned calabria too before where you were talking about the mayor that like um tried to get jobs and they incarcerated is that not the word incarcerated must be a spanish (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah come on it's it's called incarceration um, <laughs> so yeah the,
2: the 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 south is just a lot poorer basically like um
1: u.s italian migrations tend to be from the south i don't know australia a lot a lot a lot of latin americans yeah, it's, tends to be it's mainly in the south
2: like like there are, there's like a portion of like skilled workers from the north who migrated here as well but like largely it was Unskilled, quote unquote, migration from like Calabria, Abruzzo, and Puglia and Sicily being the the major southern migration.
1: What would you say was the relevance? I was commenting to Will how like you know one of Will's beats is about like this um, right wing working class politics, you know, and how um, what do you think of like that uh, Maloney's this long time uh, Rome politician in this very, like, working class, uh, identity right-wing fascism kind of zero-sum way. Like, I don't know if that, what do you think about with R.E. Rome? Because I know we were on a whole thing the other day, too, talking about, I mean, I know, like, uh, I guess I'm trying to, like, tie it into, like, with the formations we're looking at right now, what relevance does this North-South
2: have as far as... Oh, yeah, like, I guess Rome is, Rome is the South. Like, it's, like, the, that's, well, that's the border. Do you know what I mean? Like... And yeah, so right. Rome does have – I don't know that much about, like, specifically Roman politics or whatever, but I know it does have, like, this – it has that kind of a, like, very right-wing football hooligan culture. Mm. Like, I think mm. that's an mm-hmm. infamous element of, like, you know, Roman
0: right-wing, <laughs> right-wing culture. wing football hooligan
1: Porsche, Porsche, you said?
0: yeah culture <laughs> oh, it, 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 it almost okay. it almost sounds like this this might be like the most vulgarizing like americanizing comparison ever so like if this is just stupid then just say so but um, i'm wondering like it sounds a little bit like this kind of like this football hooligan culture and like that that feels more like like is that more of like a mussolini far-right kind of politics versus like a northern kind of weird separatist like
2: yeah exactly
0: so like are the northern people like white nationalists in oregon kind of versus yeah. like in the deep south of like... the u.s yeah. where they're like they they're just like yeah they have autonomy fantasies instead of <laughs> like the return to an old like the
1: factory is autonomous <laughs> sorry right. We love left-wing islands, but not they're not really islands. The,
2: yeah. the autonomy thing, it is still a return to tradition because, like, it is really recently that all of these regions were unified into one country right on the on the scale of
0: Right, time. right, right, like, right, right. But I don't yeah. remember
2: that, that, that well, referendum in-, in Veneto, like veneto that's terrible terrible I um, that's yeah. ramona well, from and, and and, and pronunciation but
1: <laughs> so, mm. is, like, that, <laughs> is that venice i'm white enough that i'm like veneto
2: probably is venice <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It, well, well <laughs> it's the region they produce like a lot of prosecco right and that is like one of the major exports of it like it's big money like <laughs> what's their are there
0: like yeah. Oh, What's their um, flavor I was profile? Ask, like... No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Your question's probably question... more
3: pertinent.
0: <laughs> it was not. Um, I'm I'm going in. I'm going into medium femme You see, you <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> there. It's yeah. a medium femme um,
1: superstructure on money on the left. Okay, it's
0: all yeah. good. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was. Uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. Because um, in in like the Western. United States, like, the Northwest fascist stuff, like, there is also, like, it's a very eco-fascist, like, there's, like, a homesteading revival movement. Totally! That is a little bit, like, (laughs) yeah, it just is, it is, like, it is hearkening to some kind of tradition that's, like, yeah, it's, like, back to the prairie or something, (laughs) you know? We're almost (laughs)
2: Swiss! (laughs) (laughs) It's so, like, Hitler biodynamic farming, do you know what I mean? Like... It's like, yeah. we are of this land, as is our produce in this very, like, yeah, terror kind of way. Like, it's, Fa- fam- it's, famously,
1: yeah. um, Mussol- Mussolini's fascist part were totally Hitler's fault. <laughs> 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 one, one of yeah. Mussolini, uh, sorry, one of Maloney's defenses of um, not being a fascist. Yeah. No. She's like, well, look, I did say a lot of good things about Mussolini. And so have a lot of my people, which I think is something we want to transition into, which is kind of this interesting history in Europe. Where I mean, I think in a lot of places, whether it be Japan, I know we've talked about Will and, you know, even Germany, I think people think of as like, oh, yeah, tons of truth and reconciliation, whereas really, I think a lot of that like took a long time. But it does seem like, Charlotte, you can probably comment more to this. But also we have, you know, there's been a lot of Moments recently, as far as this Mussolini callback, but it does seem like in parts of Italian culture, um, it's kind of been had like on this sort of more cultural elite but anti-elite side. There's you know we hate the universities, and I can't believe Maloney literally says judiciary. That's terrifying. Um,
3: Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's yeah. But um, wait, what was I? Oh, uh, just leading into yeah, Mussolini. I mean, she has people. You know, her right-hand man, this guy, Ignacio La Russa, said uh, all Italians are... I just said that in the most chicago way. Italians
0: are nice. um, <laughs> <laughs> heritage. Italians. Let's talk about the Italians. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. I'm not even from Chicago, but... It <laughs> yeah.
0: No, now back now back to Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes,
1: yeah, that's some Sam Cedar shit. Um, But, um... <laughs> Yeah, well, just, well, Charlotte, there's a certain purchase, like, in the intelligentsia and the culture where, you know, and and this has been a theme, like, you know, even right before Maloney's government came in again, a hundred years since the March on Rome, that's, you know, that people, they, like, there was a photo of Mussolini put up in the government they had to take down.
0: Right, there's, like, maybe a a somewhat secular, like, seriousness that's been preserved (laughs) around that part Mm. of Italian history that's... Maybe not the same in the German context. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: you know,
0: and ma- <laughs> we agree. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> <laughs> the chorus agrees. Um, <laughs> and yeah, because like, because I I do think that that original because um, Mussolini is kind of the original red brown kind of like person, right? Yeah. Like he's reading Sorel, and Sorel is like the first person in the Marxist tradition to kind of go off in a nationalist direction with like the need for collective action to be based on collective myth-making as the basis for collective identity formation Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. And that getting kind of like tied in with, yeah, with like a materialism that, that they, it's like a superficial materialism that they can then hide behind right um totally or or say that say that like yeah it's just i mean it it reminds me in the u.s of like just the way that we economically code racist language
1: say more right. about right. that like it's,
0: you know well just just that you know in the u.s there's all kinds of euphemisms um you know taxpayers being one oh. welfare queens, like welfare queens yeah. and yeah all, all of that kind of stuff where like yeah, I feel like this this kind of new fascist politics, in order to distance itself from Nazism, will talk about migrants instead of talking about races. Yeah, right. Or we'll we'll kind of talk about citizenship as if it's this scientific materialist category that that has no racial implications, or you know, like yeah,
2: totally. Uh- and then, and then on the other side in Italy, there is like that straight like Casa Pound. Um, I don't know, they were one of their members was responsible for one of the shootings against African migrants, but they'll have that very like back to Mussolini vibe of like, yeah, we want socialism for white Italians and like in order to keep the family running and preserve our this national myth and stuff. Um, which is, yeah, I don't think probably existed in Germany in the same way like after World War II like but I don't know you know more about the history of that than me probably.
1: Not necessarily. <laughs> well, you're talking about, yeah well, I don't know which one of, of us the, you are talking about. What are some about? like examples yeah. you have or I don't know like or, or also I'm curious like what is sort of the what is what are the politics like of, of the migrant diaspora of Australia like how do people talk about that time period. It just seems like there's sometimes, I think, what we're trying to get at is, you know, this red brownism does have, it, well, it comes out of this hyper, you know, this hyper to, to do with Scott, this hyper thisness, this hyper cheating. And, and, you know, it is interesting that Scott, you know, does talk about Rome and papal, fi- you know, in a way that can be risky, right? But with chartalism and way, but I mean, Charlotte, we're talking a lot too about how, like, still today the Vatican owns a, a lot of, property in rome i mean in the world the catholic church is is a huge property owner and and thinking about money the thing about you gotta think about this too is like you know they changed the euro right like warren mosler was in with the lira and like in the 2010s like okay paul krugman has said about draghi who was like the mainstream guy that these like red brown are in opposition to like this fozzy does this mmt bill mitchell science thing but he he'll say things like, uh, whatever, he was called Super Mario for ECB, so he'd say whatever it takes to do the Euro, you know, and Paul Krugman said he's the greatest central banker of modern times, like, that's a terrifying endorsement,
3: Ooh, um, nice. <laughs> geez, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs>
1: and that's yeah. the type of thing that Afazi's like, technocrat, he was so anti-technocrat, right, like, him and Mitchell are, like, mm-hmm. such technocrats in this NMT way, I'm going off on
0: um no no but that's that's a good um that's a (laughs) good like kind of dissonance to point out because that's what is grounding it that
1: there's all around this panic about that
0: mm -hmm. anyway go ahead there's such a anti-technocratic posture at the heart of a lot of rhetoric that insists on routing everything through central bank t-charts and you know stuff like that in order to be understood
1: yeah yeah um Yeah, and I think that's, I just, I'm reflecting on when we're thinking about this culture of, oh, we're the hard, like, we're not, well because you said, Will how, like, you know, Hitler, Hitler is seen more like a cartoon now, right? It's, like, total evil, right? Mussolini, there's, like, that slippage where people would, like, do the, like, is this Trump or Mussolini? It's, like, this is just some asshole spouting off. Like, there's something that kind of registers in a way. The more modernly, I don't, I don't know yeah. what that ambiguity well, is.
0: It reminds me a little bit of the fact that, like, America First as a slogan has come back mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in a way where, like, that what that did used to be associated with. Um, there's like, there's actually a really good Rachel Maddow podcast. <laughs> nice. uh, just completing <laughs> completing my shift to popular front liberalism. <laughs> um, <laughs> famous, <laughs> famous uh, Stanford lesbian. <laughs> N- natty with with the compendium um,
3: <laughs> oh, no, <Lord>. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> uh yeah she has this podcast called ultras that is um about is it really called ultras? Funny, th- i'm pretty sure it is um but it's about these white these like Nazi not even neo Nazi just Nazi movements in the US before World War II um that were uh being financed by the Hitler government um and one of them was America First but there was there were a few others there was one um called uh, I think the Christian League um or the no the Christian Front um and one called the Silver Shirts like the like the Black Shirts and the Brown Shirts and but but they they all were like at at one point or another yeah getting financed by the Hitler government and there were you know Nazi spies who had you know congress people in the US who were in on it and using the congress to distribute like Nazi propaganda through people by direct mail like it's like pretty pretty wild stuff oh yeah Australia um, had an Australia First it,
2: party at that time as well actually
0: yeah I I bet it probably was. I mean, you know, not that this is a conspiracy theory podcast, but like <laughs> but I that probably was like, you know, coordinating with these other parties, like why wouldn't it be? Um Yeah, I mean,
2: and, wasn't the monarchy yeah, in the UK like,
0: kind of doing that for a bit as well? <laughs> like <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean it it's kind of shocking how um yeah like how mainstream it was because because in the u.s it it really did get um buried because of world war ii and like you know how all hands on deck it was but um yeah i think like from the late 30s to like you know yeah 43 or 44 or whatever like that it was um quite a popular mainstream thing with like tons of powerful people associated with it and um yeah and and it was all very anti-imperialism forward kind of rhetoric you know like that was the number one thing was um you know world war Two. we shouldn't get involved because you know the british empire is like you know the, that's empire that's bad they're like mm. you know like the and It which sounds it's a, a lot like the famous
1: Larusian point.
0: Sorry, <laughs> yeah,
3: um,
1: <laughs> AOC is uh, in league with the Empire, probably partly, but <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, it's uh. What were we saying? Yeah, it's just it's it's interesting. Oh yeah, just in the U.S., I think there is. There have been preserved a lot of secular ways of talking about that kind of thing, and also talking about myth making right like like it's not it doesn't seem like terrible to people, usually, like all the you know the American dream you know rhetoric and stuff from like the mid century u s and obviously lots of people have pointed out that like that's all very racially coded and all of that kind of thing but yeah I guess I guess that that stuff does remind me more of like you know yeah i guess mussoliniism or fascism or whatever even though we wouldn't want to reduce it to that necessarily but like there's a you know charlotte what do you it rhymes. what do
1: you say what do you see with like the older generation in italy as far as what they say about mussolini and do they say anything about now like what what do you i
2: don't, I don't know. know like i only really like talked to my nonna about like in here, way, but like, I don't literally live in a nursing home. But it's like, I don't know.
0: Her- yeah, Sh- Charlotte, when you were a kid, was it scary when Mussolini came to power?
2: Her like, her like main criticism of Mussolini was like the fact that he like got the country dragged into a war and the- lost the war, and then. Destroyed everything, Do you know. It's not, not so much a critique of fascism; it's a critique of like yeah. being, being, <laughs> no, that, like, yeah. That, that, that's how you out
0: fascist the fascists. Yeah. you're like this was this was not Italy first. <laughs>
3: Literally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. yeah. hell. Ooh, that's <laughs> brutal. I mean, yeah, she's she's not a left wing person. Um,
1: a lot of our grandmas are not, I think. I think it's common. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think that's another international thing.
2: But yeah, um, but that, that is like a thing. I, and I guess like Italy's like really contradictory in that way. Like, like the national holiday is like Liberation Day, which is like April the 25th, which is like when wow. Italy was finally like liberated from Axis powers. But then, yeah, that whole period of fascism is kind of glossed over and still there. It's like... Yeah, it's like, and it, it, yeah, it's like those are like two countervailing like Italian national mythologies. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that have been competing for a while. And
1: what do you guys make of the um, the Hillary endorsement? And what do we make of like Maloney's specific politics? I think this materialism, high liberalism frame is interesting, but then also this like you know she's playing many cards um you know i mean our recently
2: elected prime minister in australia anthony albanese like made like went out of his way to like go have a photo taken with george maloney at the last summit being like i can't wait to strengthen (laughs) ties economic ties between italy and Mm. australia that's right everyone was just just, like like, on autopilot kidding like what are you fucking doing Like we need to get some some lemons yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um and then obviously like hillary had the girl boss angle which is like
0: yeah so so what was it that hillary said exactly because i i i think um because what what did uh because i'm sure hillary wasn't like i'm endorsing maloney in this election right like it was more like after she was elected she said some like affirmative <laughs> like crazy? this is a big This is a big step for women or something, right?
2: Yeah, and then meanwhile, like, Georgia um, Maloney wants to use, like, the masculine article in her, like, official title, like, it's...
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Like, like, European anchors are like, this is actually, like, far outside of the norms for the news to, like, go out of your way to, like, revoke the the feminine, um, and then that can get the feminine article in this and make it no. this is a masculine noun, even though, but as a yeah. fem, as an anti-feminist, feminist right winger, I we, mean, we were talking to about like, um, the New York times had a funny article that makes me think of the Hillary thing. Cause it was like the politics of power dressing. And it's like acting like, I don't know, like wearing a power suit is not making Maloney, like have a look that's like of a conservative, Femme identity of like every right wing politician is like, I, I yeah, straighten my it's, hair. <laughs> it's blonde.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the 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 payoff for an article with the title The Politics of <laughs> Dressing as a Woman that's about a fascist shouldn't be not understanding that you're writing about a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Well and which is Jesus an issue Christ. with Hillary, which is an issue like and I know you're like you, yeah. we care about not just univocally saying liberalism is as bad as fascism, right? And um we'd rather Hillary win than Trump, et cetera, but like there's huge blind spots in those things where it's like... Yeah. this And people say, oh, this is... How could she be so anti-woke? It's She's always fake anti-woke. It's like, yeah, but if you also look, she says things that are really anti-woke often that are like...
0: No, she's <laughs> like the most fair weather... Pr- she's just a human barometer oh, with, mm. like, support for civil rights. All right, um, and and Some, like, Sometimes, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she said... um, I mean, this is more like through the looking glass, right? Like, she said... Um, when she was questioned about the Maloney comments, I never agreed with Margaret Thatcher, but I admired her determination. <laughs> um, as with any, le- <laughs> as with any okay. leader, woman or man, she must be judged by what she does. You know, so Margaret Thatcher was... is. I, I feel I've what's funny like, is like, that it, Kelly you're like Clinton this.
2: didn't agree with Margaret Thatcher like <laughs> that's.
0: Well, what's well, it's like I, six degrees uh, of separation that's... from Hitler?
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, how, how many, yeah. like, how
0: far? How many people do you have to name before yeah. you're like, Hitler was awesome? Yeah, <laughs> which
1: which happens quicker than people. You know that happens quicker than people think, right? Like, I think there can be like yeah. a big, oh, it's pretty far. It's like it's not it's not far, you know, and that's really important. Yeah.
0: Well, right. Yeah. I mean, one of the takeaways from the from the rachel maddow podcast right. which uh you know i'm glad you're listening to this one and not that one um <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> they definitely have
1: like a deeper a deeper Fuck media you,
0: rachel maddow yeah um, <laughs> um but uh <laughs> <Jimmy Dore>. um,
1: <laughs> God, i hate vaccines I'm, I'm,
0: sh- I'm shutting up for the rest no, of the episode um <laughs> that was
1: again Gambin fast Having to get a vaccine is like the Holocaust. That's what left-wing finance should focus on. Um,
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Outside Boys. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mm. The official podcast of the dissident left. Oh, God. Um. (laughs)
1: God. Those people are just Uh, so easily, you could just imagine them, like, sharing, like, some Mussolini or Berlusconi meme and just being like, There are these people, they're just, yeah, the kind of people who are like, very like, Ukraine is pretty Nazi. And you're like, this is that there's Nazis in lots of places, but they're being Mm -hmm. invaded. Um, (laughs) I would like to comment on that.
0: it's such a weird comparison because it's like these like you could make the like would you you just be like cool with like you know you're living in brooklyn and like russia invades it and you're like well you know there's like there's some nazis who live here and like yeah (laughs) and also this is empire so yeah also Um, the
1: mayor of brooklyn is against labor it's like, well, probably, oh but that's, <laughs> you
3: know,
0: a yeah, well, Right, I mean, you, you totally could, like, oh my God. Honestly, I'm imagining Jimmy Dore being <laughs> like, well, Eric Adams is a phony, so therefore. Well, it's
1: like, no, he's just a liberal fascist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like wanting um, to put mental, mentally, yeah, putting people in prison, forced hospitalizations who are homeless right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, No, Jimmy
1: Dore is a Chicago Cops child.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Our Um, friend George hits that beat pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: So, okay, so let's, let's, maybe we should talk more about Maloney. Yeah. Um, So how, how did she win? Um, What was that coalition? (laughs) How was it, how was it different from the Berlusconi uh, thing that happened?
1: That's a good question. I think Charlotte knows more about the Berlusconi years, but I, the sense I get is that like, there's things that rhyme is in both are kind of coming after a longer term where like the center and kind of this like Euro austerity reigns. But I think, you know, it's funny right now because Berlusconi's people are still in the government. So the, I the right got um, the coalition that Fratelli, the Italy, or whatever it is, FTE, Um Maloney's <laughs> party is in. They got 25%, whereas the right coalition got 44 So Berlusconi, so she came up in Berlusconi's governments. That was part of her thing. Like, her um, early career was in, like I said before, MSI, which is, again, Movement of Social Italy. Or- right, right. That's just got, like, literal Mussolini people. And, and and thinking of...
0: Right, it's like Hitler, it's like Mussolini youth. Right? Literally.
1: Like, and she was in uh, yeah. the similar youth in Berlusconi's administration. That was one of her jobs that she, like... So when they rebranded... So MSI has had... So one thing that she is against now is, like, the, the Constitution, potentially, which is a, an interesting thing. that like That's, like, a post war. I know Charlotte has some good commentary on that, how, like, it is, like kind of enshrined as a labor and partisan constitution, but that that also, which you can explain what a partisan is, but that also had, you know, complications as far as the center and as far as the problems of like a very Stalinist at times, but huge and important and influential communist party of Italy. Um, but yeah, she came up and was, um, yeah. So MSI to get in with Berlusconi's years, um, Again, like rebrands to National Alliance. And she's a youth minister and then in Berlusconi's cabinets. And he's, yeah, like Charlotte said too about corruption, kind of gets in kind of this Trumpian. I think she'll have more to say on that stuff. But, and, and so the National Alliance rebrand explicitly again, like tried to get off some of their fascist messaging. And when she refounds the party in 2012, I mean, Berlusconi had just kind of been, like, pushed out around, like, 2011, partly by Draghi, like, still has, like, a vendetta against him. Now, I don't know all the issues. You know, one thing Maloney's always cleaning up for now is, like, yeah, that Berlusconi's just, like, on the phone with Putin basically like we're chilling <laughs> and she's like mm-hmm. I support Ukraine some and they're like you see she's a liberal her points about like <laughs> h- cultural homogenization being lost under finance is good but she doesn't mean it because yeah. <laughs>
0: she means it from a from a white internationalist perspective.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know once Berlusconi's in for several years you know like I don't know how many years is he in power Charlotte like
2: Oh, like, fucking age is, like, 10 or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. And how would shit. you describe... Well, I'll, I'll circle back to
1: that question. But she, again, like I said, Fratelli's to Italy, like, refocuses on, you know, it's funny. We've talked about how people, like, are, like, they're not really too fascist, you know. She she just, you know, she just heads in the EU, the the national conservative tendency. Um, but, or whatever it's called. <laughs> but, uh and their logo, they consciously in 2012 like changed back to the basically the flag of Italy that's like with a flame that's basically supposed to be outside Mussolini's tomb, and they like retook on oh, that. Wow. <laughs> no, like they Jesus really go, Christ. they really go there.
2: Why does Mussolini have a tomb? Like God, like, <laughs> just true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Thing in the <laughs> <laughs> Like Hitler wouldn't have a tomb, that's so true. like. <laughs> Uh, asking yeah. for trouble no, that's, that's just that's, like that's, part of the problem <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's um, how you get back to the centennial <laughs> yeah totally like it's crazy right i mean it's
1: like people mm. um oh and so this oh and when they when they had to right before a government came in then like a photo of mussolini appeared and they had to get it removed to avoid what they called instrumental criticism. Uh, and the president <laughs> of the Senate said that having to remove Mussolini's photo was cancel culture.
3: Um. God. <laughs> I, hate, I hate living. Oh my so god. Much. Well, I mean, if there's, if there's a fucking, if he has a
2: big fucking tomb, like I can understand why they could confused Not about that. Not like, cancel, Jesus. Well, people still get mad yeah. if
1: you are like, we hung Mussolini, that was good, and they're like. Wow, cancel culture!
0: It's like oh, what? I know. <laughs> Honestly, we need we need cancel public works. Like we don't just need cancel yeah. culture. <laughs> like we need cancel jobs.
2: <laughs> I mean, Al- Mussolini never like left. Like Alessandra Mussolini, his granddaughter, was like in politics for ages, and she oh yeah did did a very Georgia Maloney thing. I think, which is like she um. Was instrumental in like in Italy, you had to take your husband's surname, and she like changed the law so that she could keep the Mussolini name, like, like, oh, feminist uh, mood, Like, but the like, Il Presidente. Yeah, but for specifically for the purposes of making sure that the Mussolini name is still in Italian politics, which it has been. It was, and, and in the European Parliament as well. I think she was a senator in the European Parliament. Like, it's so, well, that's you know, an interesting it's not Euro. <laughs>
1: It's interesting that mix because, um, yeah, because Maloney leads since 2020 in Euro parliament this Euro European conservatives and reformist party. And they're like very, it's interesting because they're very Euroskeptic and about cultural conservatism. You know, this is with like ruling law and justice party of Poland, the nationalists, Sweden Dems, far right Vox in Spain, Orbán's and Inspiration. But, um, you know, as far as what you're saying about gender stuff, you know, they're saying, let's see, uh, this is a speech in June that Maloney apologized for the tone, um, but not content, which is yes to natural, <laughs> <laughs> yes to natural <laughs> Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
3: you get line right, yeah.
0: I'm gonna... I'm gonna I'm gonna start the the film course that I'm teaching next semester with the distinction between tone and concept.
3: <laughs> My tone was wrong. Um, nothing else. Um,
1: yeah. Yes to natural families. No to the LGBT lobby. Yes to se- sexual identity. No to gender ideology. Yes to the culture of life. No to the abyss of death. So that's bad. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd say <laughs> so um, okay so 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 how did she win
1: oh right <laughs> <laughs> well okay i mean okay again so
0: i i'm, no, I'm no, asking no. you in no, a pointed way is it because
2: is it because like the other two parties like this is might be really sound really stupid but like is it just because the other two parties already had that position and everyone hated, you know, it's just like that thing of like, it's the last guy standing. Like everybody else is too unpopular. Otherwise they would have like, they could have picked somebody from the league or they could have had Berlusconi front the government, but they couldn't because like, they're pretty disgraced and like hated. So they just had to basically find another face. I don't know.
1: And I think there's some of that. And I think there's some of, yeah, that kind of, rhyming with you know something that happens with a global moment right where like Jeb Bush doesn't win the republican nominate not to say Berlusconi's like Jeb Bush or something nor is Salvini they're all like populists which has a very strong <laughs> <laughs> quotes around it even including the left people like Conte again who's like I'm the people's lawyer but um it's like right. um but um that um what was I, what was I just saying? Oh, how did she win? Yeah. There's the, and so there's this moment of, I think there's a sense of like, there's a way in which there is this cutting edgeness to it of like the right nowness of that sort of hyper scarce money. You know, we're coming out of COVID and, you know, we have this moment. I mean, superstructures obviously looked a lot and and Scott's work um, and Max's work and Will's work on um Agambens, um, uh, sort of Franciscan um, austerity issues and like making the claim that his anti-vax claims uh, have a stake in that. And, and again, um, Thomas Fozzie is someone who, who still like a lot of people uh, in the MMT movement align with. And he's written pieces in Jacobin that are like, I mean, ones that we don't agree with. And we have very openly said for years as a fascist, um, but you know, who's written pieces on in Jacobin that are like, well, the issue with EU is that it doesn't have cultural democracy
0: um no no not enough votes for whites yeah totally um in the eu yeah and
1: i yeah, think there's Jesus been this Christ. ongoing scarcity right that like and so okay well who's are we spending too much and you know some of the stuff that happened with with well so conti's government leads to draghi's government that's the one before maloney's and and Conti's second government, his first one falls because the right leaves it, Salvini. The second falls because Renzi, a centrist, people, leaves it. And then you get a unity government. But that's during COVID, and there's already people like, this is, you know, like, way too much. Okay, but then part of that debate was about how to spend EU funds. And some people think it was like a centrist power play that then enables Draghi... Or no, that was Renzi against... Yeah, that was against... Conti. And then during Draghi, you have the unity government, but then you have a war. And so he comes in to like, kind of be like, I don't fully understand. Sometimes it's just confusing. I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? Like, even, you know, Thomas Fossey feels very betrayed by Salvini on the right, because he's, you know, all these people end up being austere, because they all get disciplined by the EU. So the Euroskeptics, it all fails, right? Like, the austerity liberalism fails, then you get a round brown government and Mattarella, and the center's like you can't spend, and then the anti migrant guy leaves, and then and then the center collapses. The next next one, and then and then they bring in the Draghi, you know Paul Krugman's banker of the millennia or whatever Super Mario to cut down, and then. Um, there's not currency, and then so they're like, we need currency sovereignty, right? We need, like, we need to go back to Mosler Lira, because the, the Euro's fucking us, we need to be, like, a little island. Dirk Entz is wrong about EU. Anyway, I'm losing the train of thought. And then the, there's austerity, right? And that's, and then there's the war, and then... Maloney's been very anti-COVID stuff. That's been one of her big beats um, really hammering on the way they do that and just like that there's just been this persecution that way and I think it's like a sense of the global moment as well as a certain kind of working class like anti-feminist, feminist, feminist, fascism and then also I don't know. I lost my train of
0: thought. Yeah, well it it seems (laughs) like it rhymes with a lot of uh, far-right both catholic and in the u.s other kinds of christian movements here um that yeah i don't know like and it's it's interesting i guess like part of part of what is so scary about all of this and i and i don't want to just attribute this to social media but i i do think especially living uh, like using elon musk's twitter right which is like designed to act like an echo chamber um yeah it just is like you you do feel like you're in a you're in just like an immersive soundscape of fascist inevitability um and i and i feel like there have been a bunch of junctures in american politics lately where that feeling of inevitability turned out to have been you know not not like there's there's not danger but like you know like the midterms in the u.s were like supposed to be a big sweep for the far right and it turned out to be a big electoral repudiation of the far right um which doesn't mean that the that the progressive left is like you know about to seize power or something either right but um yeah it just i guess like trying to think about this not just from a u.s perspective but like uh, everywhere in in the world you know where like a lot of countries are having big national referenda you know variously as as elections as literal referenda like on nationalist politics and on far-right politics um yeah, like I, I think this, this was so scary when it happened because of the, the meaning of it being a, a Mussolini descendant, like government. Um, but also, yeah, in general, just feeling like there must be some law of momentum or something that is, you know, that like fascism's on fire, like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna win everywhere.
2: Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. It's not like she won it in like some like landslide democratic way she's like holding power tenuously with a coalition government of like a bunch of parties that have failed at doing what they tried to do so yeah
0: yeah and i and i think like in in the u.s in the republican primary elections in the u.s i i do think that trump winning in the context of the primary election not in general elections necessarily but him winning the republican primary is just a I mean he won by being the last person standing in a giant field where he he didn't need more than 20 25% of the vote until it was him and one other person who had also only gotten 25% of the vote and I yeah And then on I, the other I hand guess, that's
1: um, part of you know the left is always um on its heels right cuz you know there is power that's accumulated. And so when, you know, that was a big thing with the Chilean constitution, which now is, I mean, which has changed parts of this over time, but the, the binomial system where a similar thing where like, if there's just like that structurally, the right got into power more than they were voted in, which is the same thing that happened here. And, and then also on the same point that these are really good points. And then also the, that also then sometimes the way it comes back is, um, that someone like Maloney comes back is because the status quo is so bad in many ways, right? Austerity is so severe. Um, you know, COVID is awful. Like, the euro is awful. And then it is that's why the red brown is interesting because there are these ways in which things rhyme. Like, yeah, Maloney is co opting, right? Like, okay, she, actually, the CFA franc is bad, but in her talking about it doesn't mean it's not like really important and that like Silva's yeah. done amazing work. Um, Fozzie co-opting that and saying oh it's because we can't have culturalist migration is not valid right but also like she's saying stuff like that is red brown stuff that i think superstructure got a lot of shit for saying had potential to be red brown being like um our identity is destroyed by by online social networks and we're a formless mass of atomized citizens at universities and we are speculators with no roots and there's lawyers um (laughs)
0: whereas whereas often the the antidote to that kind of like you know univocal imposition of one online identity is the fact that people as they live in the world are composite identities you know like they're we're polyglot right like to you know, the, the essence of speaking one language is speaking a few languages. Yeah. Totally. Um, I say, as someone who speaks one language, trying to justify <laughs> you're, No, because you're um, wanting to another. No,
1: because you're already. Uh. No, that's already not true.
0: Because
1: <laughs> you speak <laughs> lots you, of different languages. Okay, that sounded no. Like, yeah. oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, no, no,
0: please, please, I need this.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, well, I mean, there's all different, like, there's always polyvocalities, and, and just the fact yeah, that you're thinking yeah. about method already as far as language, you're already, like, preparing yourself. It's like when you think about,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, like, preparing is... Uh, part of planning like that improvisation just doesn't come from nowhere and that's part of the franciscan thing we criticize right like oh history just keeps happening and we don't plan anything you just put your beans out and it just sprouts
3: (laughs) right um (laughs) (laughs)
1: thinking through what you're gonna do like goes off in certain ways later on and and um i don't know like yeah like nine you know someone like Draghi is really bad and you know, Fozzie's not fair when he is not a fair actor when he goes on and on about it. Cause he's aligning with the right, but Draghi. Yeah. Like after like the eighties, yeah, they joined the Euro Lira's out and like, they got to like privatize state assets. You know, this is after Draghi's at world bank in the eighties. Like then he's um, with Goldman in the two thousands. Then he comes in to be super Mario for ECB uh, you know, then he's like the good guy against Berlusconi. It's like, well, they none of you sound good. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) it's just, but it's interesting too, to me, like, I think um, like kind of on the internet, U S left, I think for kind of during I, Charlotte, you had a good tweet about this. That was like um, during the first Bernie campaign, when I heard people be like, Oh, these are like men's rights activists. I was like, these liberal anti sex, you know, it's like, now I'm like, yeah, Now it's like, oh, some of these people really were men's rights activists. And it's like, (laughs) okay, there were governments that were left with people like red brown. What's that? And it's like, I think this is real. And it's like, and yeah. And they're like, well, and everything Maloney's saying is just co-opting. It's like, I get it. An analogy is hard, but she's not just like co-opting anti-consumerism at random. Like, yeah, with like green stuff, you need to like change what people consume. But this Agamben thing is like of not wanting to be touched pure and not even, it's not even about purity, but this Thanos thing of like just let people die, you know, because then they won't consume. Yeah. And it's like, and then you're like, if you say mm. the opposite, <laughs> that's pro Nazi and that's, that's Kiev, empire. Yeah. yeah. Who, who right. loves <laughs> vegan food or I don't know.
3: <laughs>
0: I, yeah, right. Ex- Expansion <laughs> is imperial and therefore concentration camps are good yeah which is why she can say with a straight face like well we
1: have to like sink migrant boats something that's already happening like this where fascists sometimes fashion fascism we were talking about the show is a is an acceleration it's not just out of nowhere they're like they won some stuff and kept going they're like we need to start making migrants drown. It's like, that's ongoing. You're escalating. Oh my God. Like well, that's, that's like, already a war. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> what happened with in Australia, right? Like um, in the nineties when, I mean like our immigration system, it started being like streamlined by a kind of neoliberal left government in the early nineties. But then you had this, I think as was a pattern across the world, you had this very hard, right? Anti-immigrant party come up seemingly out of nowhere Um, here it was called like One Nation and they were the people who initially were like um, yeah, led by Pauline Hanson who like Berlusconi ended up going to jail actually no he didn't go to jail he had to (laughs) Berlusconi had to do community service which was (laughs) sorry this is an aside but I just have to say it he he was going to go to jail but then They made him do community service, which was volunteering in a nursing home. Like, Oh my god,
0: I remember that. (laughs) Like
2: sending Trump to volunteer in a nursing home. (laughs) Fucking so crazy. Anyway.
1: Oh my god. Rachel Maddow would have a field day, for real.
0: (laughs) I know, this feels like where Nathan Fielder enters the story.
1: Yes, yes, that episode (laughs) was so good.
0: Yeah, the plan.
2: Uh. (laughs) Um, one nation were the people who kind of like first presented the idea of like these offshore detention centers. And that was in the nineties, like a, 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 you know, initially a fringe thing and they were initially kicked out of government, but then the major parties adopted a lot of their policies on immigration, like quite directly after that. And so when there is, it's just like a further, when they reappeared in the past, Ten seven years or so, um it's just like a massive acceleration because they they disappeared for a while and it turns out that yeah the the major parties had already adopted a bunch of their platform like their major policies and they have to just push it further and like yeah, uh blowing up ships I guess is like the logical next step of <laughs> that like I don't know yeah. it's yeah. yeah, and
1: people do use it that way where the right is like.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, people say, like, I just, I'm really fascinated, I don't know why, but by this Maloney line of, like, the migrants, you know, that's a neocolonialism thing. It's like, there's so many things going on. One of those things she's basically saying is white genocide, right? Like, she's saying um, Mm -hmm. they're invading, right? And she's also acknowledging colonialism, right? (laughs) So, it's that weird double move, I don't know, that is really fucked up. it,
0: it It resonates in a really dark way with, like some of the stuff that Bernie Sanders would say about trade.
1: Yeah, that's right? we should tie um, it back to the Econ. Yeah.
0: Where where he would he would say like open borders, that's a Koch brothers proposal. Jesus, did he really say um, that? Yep. Uh yep, he did. Jesus Christ. Um,
1: that's really after bad.
0: Bernie, episode one. <laughs> yeah, it was God it was horrible. It. <laughs> because because yeah, yeah, and like and obviously there's a you know there's a there's a genealogy of of this kind of thing that goes through you know i mean there there's a marxist literature on it that's very contested because obviously a lot of people in the marxist tradition want nothing to do with nationalism and you know but but marx himself is a little bit iffy on on some of these irish these irish workers
2: yeah you had angela Nagel yeah, quoting box yeah, on that- this against in her case against Mm-hmm. borders which i mean i reckon i i still yeah. think to be fair like there is there was a way to read that and differently but you can see how those ideas yeah come.
0: yeah i mean he's he he's making an argument that's more like you know workers in both countries should unite against capitalists in both countries you know kind of thing but um but yeah like i think we can go you know even even further in internationalism and not not start from blank in countries yeah exactly. <laughs> right yeah. um as as the base unit of of all analysis we don't um, just want there, mmt there to maybe, save the u.s yeah there can maybe be other directions of solidarity and other directions of public formation um which is key and, to the the, the yeah. complexity too to that
1: which i i didn't go too deep into the econ because it's hard but it's it's interesting because it's not it's not just like Um, it's not just like Maloney's a pure liberal, nor is she just like a pure industrialist. It's just an interesting mix of match of things. You know, she, she wants a balanced budget. Whereas, um, you know, she also though wants to repeal a UBI that five star put in, but like that the centrists were really against, but it was like this left, right thing. And Conti did a lot of nationalization, but some of Maloney does nationalizations. Right. But she also does this very like lib made in Italy, mid ball business support and tourism, um, but also, like, there's some stuff, like, where Maloney rhymes with urban nationalist interventionist industrial policy, like, subsidizing alien industries, and, like, I think Conti, like, I don't know if he did or wanted to, but he, like, wanted to nationalize or keep Alitalia, uh, the steel company, the highway company, and again, that makes me think, too, about this kind of how you guys highlighted this, like, arch um, complicated Italian materialism. And I do think about, like, it is interesting. We talked about Gramsci that's, like, this very, you know, was, like, this um, leading light, of course, of the, the Italian Communist Party. But um, I feel like Berlusconi has some of that, too, this very, like, it's real politic. It's practical money. This is what you got to do. This And that I – in some of the leftist traditions, too, this very strong, like, anarchist traditions, right? We're in the factory. Operismo. We got – I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at, but it's just I think the econ's complicated too because there's liberalism, there's I don't know. I don't
3: know.
0: That's part of my shtick, yeah, is that well, I don't know. I, I mean I <laughs> <laughs> I I think I mean Gramsci's getting at something like really important, right, which is that there are other um like a you can you can find people forming and and reforming and remixing who they affiliate with at many, many different levels that aren't strictly speaking the government institution. Right? That there that there are all kinds of formations or whatever. Um it's just yeah, I think we would want to read read what those formations are for, quote unquote, like less univocally, you know, than them being a an equilibrium that's set up to to reproduce uh, one very specific regime well, um, like because Charlotte
1: would say yeah, the North. I, I mean, I, I, I was like, the North. I think you were telling me is like that there is a read to, you talked about that North separatism in the sense of like um, the South is leeching off of us. And then sometimes you get a left reversal that all it says is litter is just, you're leeching from labor. And it's just so literal on both sides. And it creates this weird,
2: Oh know. totally. I even like the the metaphor of like environmental destruction as well. Do you know what I mean? Like the, like the the south of Italy like was like completely environmentally like drained and mined and like sulfur mining and like you know there was like some of the like first large ecological crises of the early 20th century like um it's a similar thing like as a as a, as a strong metaphor literal leaching of minerals and <laughs> that ties into I think sorry I keep
1: interrupting but you I liked you had a like good metaphor to end maybe on that I thought you were talking about the the guy who just like left a ship and like I was thinking about boat metaphors but this was like famous in the international news and he just like left
3: the
2: oh yeah the Costa of... yeah well,
0: what what is this tell the story oh,
2: just that ship in Italy that like the captain crashed it and then just fucked off the boat and left everybody to drown. And then <laughs> just, there's like oh there's like a call. Like they release the phone call and like Coast Guard are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like get back to the boat and he's like, I'm at dinner and it's dark. And like they're like, this is but it's bad.
0: Like <laughs> wait I'm at yeah, dinner. <laughs> he
2: went out for dinner and he was like, I can't go out there. It's dark. I think like over a hundred people died
0: though. Like it's pretty. It was pretty bad. Oh my yeah, god! Not that long. But Fozzie's like, but I'm like... waiting. But I'm waiting for apps. Yeah. <laughs> so. well,
1: well, this separatism too, this fragmentation, the Deleuze boat metaphors we talked about. But like, you know, uh, Fozzie like rails on about about the euro is like the vínculo externo, like the I, I said that in Spanish, but kind of. But it's like the the link to the outside that's bad and you know, this is what we've talked to about. It's like rejection of mediation and then that's austerity. And then it's like, we just like are fragmenting and.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like a leak in the ship.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you go have dinner. Cause that's what i have a mussolini statue at home don't yeah, do cancel culture that's,
0: <laughs> that's in, in, in franciscan terms that's you know that's natural that's what jesus did yeah. right before he died as he had dinner and
1: so. then berlusconi's on the phone with putin like i can't let's have vodka and it's like yeah i don't i can't people have been really hard on putin lately you know oh my god fucking just like Evo no. morales right now is tweeting photos with putin like rock and roll it's like yeah people tried to say red brown was a real thing
0: yeah I just right. call it internationalism oh, right right yeah
1: have you ever heard of uh, the Soviet Union it's back it was
0: perfect <laughs> <laughs> it's back it's called the DSA. oh my god oh um, <laughs> my god oh my god
3: okay.
0: alright this was I great think, guys I think at some point there we can cut yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I think we did yeah. three or four endings just now so.